Good morning and welcome to Apple a Day. It's Lake Region Healthcare's health and wellness show where we feature news and information you can use to live a healthier life. I'm Katie Johnson, your host, and my guest today is Jessica Engel. She's the newest member of our medical staff at Lake Region Healthcare's Cancer Center, and I'm excited to introduce her to our community and welcome her to our very special Cancer Center this morning. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Thank it's, you for having me here. Oh, thank you for making the time. We like to use this show to uh, as I said, introduce uh, our new medical staff to our community and uh, just get to know a little bit more about you and your background. Um, you're joining the Lake Region Healthcare Cancer Center team as a nurse practitioner with a, a lot of experience. Let's talk a little bit um, first off about your background. What has your past looked like leading up to joining Lake Region Healthcare? So most recently, I have been a nurse practitioner in oncology and hematology with the Marshfield Clinic in central Wisconsin. And I've had a, a wonderful experience working there. It was just time for me to find something different and find a place um, in a community where I felt like I could work to you know, make a change and to you know, care for people. So I've worked at the Marshfield Clinic for the last 18 years as the NP. And in that time though, I've had the experience of being able to do a couple of things that are pretty neat, I think. Mm, yeah. uh, so I've been able to be involved in research, their research program, and work with clinical studies. And then I've also been able to work with like investigator-sponsored uh, trials. So that would be like if a physician or somebody had an idea for a project, mm. um, then we could you know, develop that and implement that too. So that, that is a piece that I've been you know, very interested in. And, and I'm hoping that along the way, I know things take time, yeah. um, that we might be able to look at you know, maybe even um, partnering uh, with somebody to be able to, uh, you know, bring some research opportunities to uh, Fergus Falls and the, the healthcare center, cancer center specifically. I've also had the opportunity to uh, do some teaching. So I have had uh, a couple different positions in like undergraduate, graduate and doctoral level nursing programs. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to do that, um, focus on nursing education and, and supporting uh, our next, our newest nurses. <laughs> right, right. Such an um, important thing. Yeah. So uh, that has been important to you know first to be a student, getting my own uh, education, developing that part, and then to be able to give back and to kind of turn around and you know help mm -hmm. students get through their program too. Mm. The clinical experience that I've had, though, which I think is the most important thing that I bring to to Fergus Falls, is. Uh, just the experience of working with patients who have had cancer mm -hmm. and and uh, being familiar with you know what it's like to receive a cancer diagnosis and you know have those initial conversations about about diagnosis and prognosis and plan of care mm -hmm. and then to be able to work with people as they go through their treatment you know whether it be um, chemotherapy oral medication radiation or other other modalities and then also to provide you know good quality care and follow-up and survivorship care too mm -hmm. so so my time at Marshfield Clinic um, about um, just about 18 years there mm -hmm. um, has been very helpful for me to have that uh, preparation and uh, experience uh, in helping patients through the process of having cancer mm -hmm. we also um, saw patients with hematology or blood disorders uh, and coagulation problems or clotting problems bleeding problems so there's a whole gamut of mm -hmm. um, you know diseases and, and uh, 
problems, you know, that we'd see patients for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the nurse practitioner would tend to you know, be part of the whole whole spectrum of care, um, working, and we'd had a, a very good uh, team-based approach, which I'm hoping will be helpful here, mm-hmm. um, where everybody works together. I can tell that already from from being here that our cancer center here at Lake Region Healthcare is going to be a very good fit for me, and I'm hoping that I'm a very good fit for them mm-hmm. uh, because I think that it, it seems to be very team-based mm-hmm. and and our priority is, you know, providing excellent patient care. It really does sound like you bring uh, just a vast array of experience and a very aligned approach to cancer care with, with our cancer center. I always like to ask what inspired you to pursue medicine and oncology in particular. Uh, what was it that spurred that interest in you and when? So I have a real answer. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while I didn't talk about it too much because it just wasn't part of uh, what I needed to uh, do, you know, mm-hmm. or, or be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but actually the real answer is, so when I was 19, well, 18, 18 to 19, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And mm-hmm. so I was treated for, you know, cancer at age, you know, 18, 19, mm-hmm. you know, like young age. Prior to that, I had been committed to a, an engineering type of a program for schooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after I had the experience of, you know, being diagnosed with cancer and then um, seeing, it was really my first exposure to the medical community and and to having you know, medical care like that mm-hmm. and and seeing how wonderfully everybody, you know, helped me through that experience um, just changed my focus. So it became more about, you know, how can I help people differently and how can I kind of give back to the medical community at large, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. It, I wasn't sure how I would do that, but it, that was that was really the, the uh, an important point in my life where I changed the focus. What I was doing before was interesting and would have been, you know, great, but this is, you know, totally different. Right. So, so I made the switch um, after that to be in some sort of a medical field. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe medical school at first, and then that wasn't probably the best fit for me, and then I learned more about the nurse practitioner position, mm-hmm. and I thought, that's it. That is oh. just where I felt like my path had taken me. So my interest in oncology is based on the personal history, which did you know make that change for me. And then, uh, as far as interest in oncology, I've had you know some family and friends who've had cancer, and so I've seen them help them go through that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then actually about yeah, but a little over five years ago that I was diagnosed with a second cancer and then had treatment uh, for that. So I have had the, I'm going to call it an opportunity to uh, be both a patient and you know, a clinician, a provider in, in oncology in a cancer center. So wow. that's where my background comes from. Mm-hmm. That's, I would have been in oncology anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just where my mind totally fits and my abilities, I think, totally fit, mm-hmm. you know, like a science-based, but, you know, more of a, um, to be able to use that art of, mm-hmm. you know, caring for people right. and that art of medicine too. So I feel like it's a, you know, being a nurse practitioner is a really good place for me to be where I can help out the most and contribute the most. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my own experiences personally have you know, led me to oncology, to my best fit, and mm-hmm. also, you know, given me that perspective on being both sides of the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> wow, I love how you frame it as an opportunity and obviously a mm-hmm. calling uh, to to use your position and your experience to help others. What was it about Lake Region Healthcare 
that um, when you decided you wanted to make a move that said this was the right place for you? So the first thing was the way the job description was written. The organization I had advertised for an experienced you know, oncology mm-hmm. and radiation oncology nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. So it was actually the use of experience, which really caught my eye. So I, 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 that was really the tip off because I thought this is, this is an organization, this is a clinic that has a pretty good feel for what they want and how they would want somebody to contribute to the care mm-hmm. and to you know, that, that group of people um, in the organization. So I thought, okay, that was one word. Um, but then, you know, looking into it further and talking to a few people uh, from here, um, it's, it's just the, the appeal of a, a more independent uh, organization in a smaller community mm-hmm. uh, was, was definitely appealing. Mm-hmm. I felt, well, uh, again, kind of that sense of, of peace, you know, when I had made the decision to pursue to interview to come mm-hmm. visit and then I've actually been here a couple times you know moving a few things in and just visiting the community mm-hmm. and every time it just solidifies that decision so mm-hmm. there's a lot of other reasons but sure. the but what I've consistently heard from people here is that uh, the community really wants its cancer center to be there to provide care so a few things that we're going to be uh, looking at you know so we can increase access so that patients can get appointments mm-hmm. um, when they need appointments um, hopefully, you know, having more people involved with seeing patients, like what I'm coming on to do, mm-hmm. will be able to help with that. So help increase access. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't plan on going anywhere. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, with uh, the physician assistant Stephanie Holzine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we can be the the consistent care providers that will stay on long term. We're bringing in a new physician in. The later part of the summer, late summer, early mm-hmm. fall, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a wonderful addition. And so, uh, I've also heard very good things about the the physicians who are working in the the oncologists who are working in the cancer center right now. So, so we do have the continuity of care here presently, I believe, and we will keep building that in the future, with the addition of uh, getting myself up to speed and then Dr. Rooney, and maybe maybe a few more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I know that you and Steph will provide that that great continuity of care and and team approach along with the physicians that are currently there. And like you said, Dr. Rooney joining, it really is um, important to this community, like you said, to have that access to world-class cancer care right here in the community. So I'm glad you're joining that team. We've recently made some really big investments in the Cancer Center. Uh, too, to make sure that we're continuing to deliver on that promise to our community, a new linear accelerator, a new PET-CT scanner. I'm curious, how does that technology and equipment compare when you come um, with that outside view from another facility? So when you'd asked about, you know, what impressed me about the organization and, and the facilities, you know, one of, one of the things that I was definitely looking for was that there, you know, everything was current, up-to-date, that there were services, there were, you know, things available here for people, uh, and and uh, was more than happy finding out that the, that the organization and the Cancer Center uh, supports the, the latest and greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was impressive that there is a new radiation machine, that linear accelerator. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a new machine is is wonderful. Um, the treatment planning that can be done um, 
um, the newer machine, some of the newer machines, you know, is a little bit different than prior. So there's many options for patients and as far and having a good machine locally, that's as good as or better than going elsewhere. Mm. Uh, I do have heard very good things. I, I have met Dr. Cooper, the radiation oncologist. Mm-hmm. So I've heard very good things about him. Uh, I also had the opportunity to meet him somewhat briefly so far, but I am looking forward to working with him. I do feel like the level of care that one can get going through, you know, the well, the obviously the chemotherapy side, but the radiation oncology side is definitely up on par or better than, you know, anywhere else that you could go and get mm-hmm. care. And then the PET scanner, that is actually a bit different. That's a newer, more um, current kind of uh, way of having imaging available to the radiation oncologists. Not that it wouldn't be available at other centers, but you know, to have that in the department mm-hmm. and available for treatment planning only makes everything better. Um, so in, re- in medical oncology, you know, having a PET scanner locally is certainly important. I mean, even at some sites in maybe a larger or you know, more spread out kind of organization, mobile units are pretty common. Mm-hmm. So even where I had worked before, you know, we'd have a mobile PET scanner. Right. Um, here it's on site. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. The PET scanner is a it, way of imaging the whole body that, that shows activity, uh, increased activity areas. And what we're looking for would be cancer can have an in- increased activity. Mm-hmm. And so we use that machine as a way to define an abnormal area you know, as cancer. That you know, image paired with the CT image which so the machine can do both, the CAT scanning, the CT scanning, mm-hmm. and the PET scanning, the PET scanning. Mm-hmm. So we have a really good way to you know, define cancer, to stage cancer, to have those two modalities used for treatment planning for radiation. It's just, it's amazing to mm-hmm. have that here. Mm-hmm. And like right down the hall. It really is special. And uh, equipment is certainly one thing, but the people, you know, you mentioned that earlier, the people who provide the care are, are really behind the machines, so, so critical to um, a good cancer care experience. And, and you've mentioned the team, you've gotten to get to know them a little bit. Uh, they're all all in, so to speak. Yes, um, I've heard that, yes. Yeah, and um, I'm not sure if there's anything uh, else that you wanted to add about that or in general about your philosophy of care and how that, that kind of fits with uh, the philosophy you've seen and the people you've met so far. Sure. So basically, my philosophy of care is pretty simple. Patient first, person first, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll explain options to a patient about something, like option one, option two, option three. And then I'll say, this is available to you. You know, you, you can, we can decide together. You can choose, you know, we can make that decision. And sometimes a patient will say, well, what would you decide? Well, that's also part of my philosophy of care. I can tell you the options, I can tell you what's out there, I can explain that, but if you ask me, I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't do anything for you or to you that I wouldn't want done or to me mm-hmm. or my family or friends. Right. And, and I think putting oneself in that situation puts, you, you really get a feel for putting the, you know, the, the person first. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a, just the, go back to that you know personal experience with that right you know to be to have that feeling of you know having a cancer diagnosis and needing to make decisions and undergoing treatment and everything that you know surrounds that Mm -hmm. has definitely given me like a 
more full of perspective of what it's like. And that's what I bring with me to providing care. You know, put the person first. You know, people need different things. They need things explained differently. You know, it's just different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And to be able to figure out what, what does this person in front of me or people in front of me, um, you know, what do they need and how can I help them understand and be knowledgeable and, you know, get them through whatever mm-hmm. it is that we need to get through. You bring a whole new personal perspective to person-centered mm-hmm. care, and uh, it is such a core value here. So it's clear that that will be a great fit. No one wants to hear uh, a cancer diagnosis, so we, we do spend quite a bit of time talking about cancer prevention as well on this program. Do you have any thoughts on where prevention efforts are best focused um, either for an individual or a community? It's a big question, I know. Huge question. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is a hard, actually, it's a hard question. It's an easy question. It has a hard answer to give. Right. So there are really, um, there's a few, you know, specific things that we can counsel people on or educate people on that will be helpful to prevent cancer. So things that, you know, everybody knows these right. things already. And I, I, I kind of tell people, too, like when they ask that question, Sometimes, like, you know, common sense things. We all know um, smoking, we shouldn't be smoking. We shouldn't be using tobacco products. We, you know, because there are links there. We should, uh, you know, have good skin care, use sunscreen, you know. Um, we should be active, you know, as active as we can. That's helpful. Have mm-hmm. a good balanced diet, you know, mm-hmm. low-fat diet. Right. You know, you know, things that we all know already. So really, other than, you know, a few specific things, um, um, you know, like if a person has genetic testing and they have a certain genetic mutation, one could have certain procedures like, let's say you are positive for a genetic mutation for the risk of breast or ovarian cancer, one could decide to get a mastectomy or have their ovaries out. That would be a prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, but other, you know, it's, it's very difficult to give a one answer. Uh, it, and then I would say actually early detection and screening is where we're as a community, as an oncology community, cancer community, is a, we're a little bit better at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having the appropriate screenings for cancer to catch things early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having newer, different symptoms, you know, evaluated. Um, you know, a lot of times it may be, you know, you might find out it's, it's, it's nothing, but you also might find out that it's something. And if we catch something early, small, that hasn't spread, that's actually, I think, what gives people the best now, you know, those other things, those preventative measures, very helpful. Yes, we would all like to not have cancer. One other thing I was going to mention, too, have a high risk for breast cancer service, mm-hmm. possibly bringing it like a high risk for other cancer service. So that would mean that a patient who has been identified either by themselves or by somebody else that they've gone to see for care as having a high risk for cancer, either because of their own makeup they've had like genetic testing or something like that or other risk factors uh, or family history of certain kinds of cancers so so that's something that that I, I would like to put uh, put together uh, in the future oh that sounds sounds fantastic those are all great tips um, we've heard so much about your amazing professional background and professional perspective but what about just personally what do you like doing when you're not um, working Right. So when I'm not working, <laughs> is there such a thing? The way that I view, the, um, just the way that I view, the, my work is my life. So that's part of my life. And I've always figured, you know, you spend your time at work and you spend your time at work with your work people, coworkers, and 
so that's that's a big part of one's life and and to me you know my work has been my life so it's hard for me to kind of differentiate between the two because I find a lot of the work interesting Mm -hmm. that's what keeps me going so um, you know that continual learning Mm -hmm. um, and contributing Um, but also I very much enjoy spending time with family and friends and I have pets so I enjoy very much spending my time with my dogs and cats and I have I'll be starting to volunteer for the Humane Society here in town which also means you know things like walks and and you know playtime and all that but that's a a very that's very important to me to to help out that way too so I'm looking forward to working with the Humane Society here in town and they have such an exciting expansion project going on. What a great I time know. to be joining uh, that volunteer effort as well. I've so. heard that. Um, so, yeah, and then also uh, one of my, we were talking just a little bit earlier about another interest I have um, is uh, making hats for people who have hair loss. And so it obviously could be from chemotherapy or could be from any, any other cause. Mm-hmm. But um, I found that when I lost my hair from chemotherapy, I scrambled to find head covering. Mm-hmm. So I, I, my choice was just not to, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like I'd be comfortable in a wig um, or a hairpiece. And I, I did end up being bald often, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I continued to work through the whole, whole stretch. So that was always interesting when I would walk into the room with a patient. Here I have no hair. They have no hair. Uh, we, you know, I had chemo yesterday. They have chemo today, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of like an immediate, uh, you know, understanding and uh-huh. connection that I, that I had with people. So we'd grow on about certain things. We would congratulate each other about certain other things. And, and anyway, so, um, so, so it is a little bit difficult. You, you, you can lose your hair pretty quickly, you know, within a couple of weeks of starting a treatment. And you may not have a whole lot of time to find something. Um, anyway, so I, I, I really felt like I wanted to have something that was, um, that made people feel comfortable, good in what they were wearing, you know, with their new change uh, in appearance. And, you know, something also that people could wear anywhere. So sleep caps are important. So I do um, do sleep caps but also like day hats. So that became important for me because I think that's a niche that really is hard to fill. So if you go to work or if you, you know, go to church or if you are you know, going somewhere that you want to you know, look nice, feel good, um, but also have something that is a little bit, uh, a little bit you know, stylish or right. you know, makes, makes you feel like you look good, I, right. I, that's really what I wanted to help, mm-hmm. help people with. So, so pretty much the hats are, you know, one of a kind, and <laughs> I try to I try to make that available. So I will be starting a, a new batch of, of hats um, and have them for donation uh, sometime soon for our cancer center here. And uh, the samples of the hats that you brought, so soft and so beautiful. What a what a nice way to to give back. And I can just tell that you are going to be such a fantastic addition to our cancer center. And I'm. I'm just delighted to welcome you to uh, the cancer care team at Lake Region Healthcare and to the Fergus Falls community. Any last words you'd like to share about yourself or your practice before we wrap up today? No, I'm very excited to be here. I'm very thankful for the opportunity and and I, I, I feel like it's my home already. Oh, well, welcome home, yeah. Jessica Engel, NP, thank newest you. member of the cancer care team at Lake Region Healthcare's Cancer Center. Um, thank you for making the time to join us today, and we look forward to uh, 
to getting to know you better as you establish your home here at Lake Region Healthcare and in Fergus Falls. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. Uh, Jessica Engel and Katie Johnson on Apple a Day today reminding you at Lake Region Healthcare, we are here for you always. Have a great day.